Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not-safe-for-work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week and really the end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about education without having to worry about losing our jobs. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast. I'd like to th- start by thanking all of our Patreon patrons out there. So let's get going. A big thank you to Musical Bella VG, Terry J, Justin M, Tracy B, Miss Wonderstats, Quentin B, Echabex, Mistress Miss Natasha S, Miss Anthropy, Princess Buttercup, Dragon Lady, Kel C, Shannon E, Helena C, Aaron B, Stephanie S, Maggie M, Texas Teacher Kristen, Miss Sunshine, James and Allie J, Jody D, Samantha D, Lisa C, Rachel, Jen Jeannie, Exhausted Band Director, Kimberly K, Jessica A, Swiffle Love Owners, Amanda F, Ariana L, Physics Runner, Steph, Michael M, William P, Aldrich D, La Scarpianita. Britt M, Teresa H, Biker Teach, Marsha M, Christina B, Kristen B, Jason F, Abby B, Sarah B, Regina N, Josie S, Sam B, Mary E, Jamie B, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Mary C, RJR, Kristen C, Johanna H, Space Panties, Irma A, Nimi, and Sarah N. That's right, for as little as $5 a month, you can be one of our Patreon patrons, get access to over 100 exclusive special episodes that are only available on the Patreon, as well get to chat with the host, be there for our live cast, our Facebook group. There are so many places. Anyway, I think you should do it. Also, if you can, visit our sponsor, Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or no one in your building, go to LudLambDramatics.com where you can get resources that explain specific theater concepts to, you know, embiggen the mind of your students. Ooh, yeah, lovemdramatics.com. The last thing I want to share with you guys, if you have something to share with us here at Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast, hit us up through our contact page where you can leave a voice memo or just a message, and we might read it on the air because we'd love to hear from you. All right, friends, I hope you enjoy episode number 162. Cheers! It brings me joy, even though it's been... Over 162 times. It makes me very, very happy. I'm and Christmas is coming up, so there's gonna be like carols in there. Like I'm not ready to decorate or think about Christmas, but it just hit me like moments before we started recording that oh my gosh, Thanksgiving's about to be here. Oh, I should start the podcast. Hey, welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. <laughs> I am Elvis, your host, and joining me today is Lucy Elaine. Hey, y'all. Also with us today, Ms. Mama Chicken. In the words of the late, great Colonel Sanders, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. <laughs> oh, what a sad way to be drunk. Also with us today is Mr. Count Chocolate. Yo, everybody. Count of Collegiate Blessings. Let him be chocolate, too. What's up, I miss I'm so glad you're here. And last but not least, she's always with me, and I love her so much, Miss Bunny O'Hare. <laughs> hey, Elvis. Hey, folks. Oh, as I, I started rambling about before the podcast actually kicked on, or before I kicked it off, is, oh, my God, it's the week before Thanksgiving. Now, I've kind of thrown, like, Thanksgiving, like, up into the hands of other people. I'm taking my kids to California. We're going to hang with uh, Space Panties and her family. We're going to go see like all the big trees. It's going to be so awesome if I can just survive this week. And they're really, the only thing I think is equitable to the week before Thanksgiving is the week before Christmas. 
it's almost like the the dress rehearsal for the week before Christmas because everyone's starting to like shut down, like doing their the most half-ass lessons they have to, or whatever final you might have to do, or end of six weeks or whatever is coming up. Everyone's like sh- downshifting and getting into a slightly easier routine because no one's going to try hard, especially once you get to Thursday or Friday of this week. Ooh. But I want to know from you guys, Bunny, what about you? What are you doing this week? I have my kids doing a very kind of hands-on creative project kind of thing. And it is going to culminate in us watching a movie for the last couple of days of the week. That is beautiful. I think Bunny's idea of watching a movie is really the classic teacher move to do it. The holidays and leading up to holidays or vacations is prime movie season. But, Mama, what about you? What are you doing this week? Well, I wish we had time to watch a movie. <clears throat> but we are um, in the midst of The Outsiders. At the beginning of December, we're going to go watch that at the movie theater. So oh. I'm trying to get my kids through it. I love that book. That's one of my favorite middle school experiences was reading hey. The Outsiders. I remember I transferred to Florida, like the middle of the year, and they were reading it. And I didn't have anything else to do and didn't know anybody. So I dove in and inhaled that book in like two days. And then we watched the movie for the next four days. It was a good time. Stay, stay good, gold, stay pony gold, boy. pony boy. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I think my, my kids get a thrill because they're like, ooh, they're talking about like cigarettes and like killing people, you know, and drinking. <laughs> so, it's beautiful. It's Lucille, what's it going like for you in, you know, education adjacent work? Uh, the downshifting? Uh, no, 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 no. We're getting ready for partnership reviews. I'm checking in with whomever I need to talk to, whether it be like the coordinator of curriculum or whoever is hosting our tutors into their schools and just figuring out like by now from say August to November, how is it going? What can we improve? Are you meeting their needs? Are they meeting yours? So on and so forth. Doesn't sound horrible though, but yeah, I no, it's a lot of the ground shifting though. <laughs> yeah, and count. What about you? What does the counselor's life look like when we're you know hitting this last week? Are you just wrapping up a five week or a six week? This week we're kind of cruising into break. Um, we've got another major uh, application deadline, which is actually tomorrow. So there's some students that are seeking letters of recommendation and then submitting. Um, they are submitting some applications to schools that they're excited to get into. Um, more and more students are getting their acceptance letters and confirmation too already for like early admin or early admission. So that's cool. Um, and that we're just trying to, I'm, I'm tracking down any students that struggled in the first quarter and making sure that we're doing what we need to do in the second quarter to put us on pace to, you know, earn credit this semester. <laughs> so that's pretty tough. And aside from that, I'm just trying to stay warm. I'm really proud of you, man, because you're hitting it hard. I see you at the gym. I see you working out. You're making an effort on top of all this. Good for you. Thanks. I was doing good for a while. I was down <laughs> a lot of pounds. Now I'm down not as many pounds, but we're rallying again, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm there with you. I, I'm right there with you. I was doing really good. Then I stepped on the scale last week. I was like, oh, shit. God. Yep. Yep. 
And so I'm doing well. I haven't started anything hardcore. I'm just trying to maintain a balance with food and diet and exercise. But I didn't realize, I started looking back at my day. And I was like, man, there's been several days I've got off work and sat down and really only got up a few times. Like most of my night was spent, decli- not declined, reclined. Yep. Because I was just so out of it and exhausted. I was like, okay, I got to at least walk the dog. I got to get up, move around the house. I can't just lay on a couch and sleep or doze or. Well, you declined to exercise. I I did decline, but I'm changing that now. I'm switching off. I got into a few other habits with yoga where I was just getting really, really high before yoga, which I love and it still zen me out. But then, you know, a lot of my after time was shot because I was just like, I'm going to rest. I'm going to read. I'm going to do this project and take an hour doing it. So, yeah, time to assess priorities. This prompt comes from NBC News, and it's dated about a week ago. And the article is, 10-year-old student may face battery charge after hugging a school counselor. A 10-year-old boy was suspended from his Florida elementary school and faces a charge of misdemeanor battery after he was accused of inappropriately touching a school counselor during a hug an allegation his family denies. The counselor at Holly Hill School in Volusia, County alleged that she was visiting a classroom to discuss whether something when the fourth grader approached her for a hug. According to the police report and a copy of suspension letter provided by attorneys for the boy's family, she said she turned sideways to give a side hug, the letter says, and the child put one arm around her shoulder and with the other hand reached and grabbed her left breast. The count said she removed his hand, walked away. That's pretty much the whole article. Now, number one... I can see a fourth grader going in to, you know, go try to cop a feel and squeeze. I've never had a kid directly attempt to do that, but I am not like a female, so I don't get groped that often. I do give side hugs pretty much any time a kid's coming to hug me because I don't want my front on their front and I don't want them, like, especially since I work with younger kids, there ends up being a lot of shoulders in the junk or arms in the junk. And it's easier to turn, put a hip out hug takes them from the danger zone but do you guys have any experience with either getting groped by kids or the inappropriate hug on accident or intentional surely there's got to be something in here um i had this student a couple of years ago sweet as can be sixth grader but he would like run up behind me and give me a big bear hug from behind and i was like whoa personal space like it wasn't overtly inappropriate but it did make me feel a little weird were they like lifting you off the ground or anything or was it just a coming from behind and having their hands across your middle behind full on you know pressed up against me like big old hug it was uh, odd because like middle schoolers don't hug yeah and like Uh, he was just being sweet i didn't feel weird that i mean i didn't feel like his intentions were weird but it did, like, just liability-wise make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, the unwanted hug from young kids, I mean, from any kid, if you don't want to hug, it sucks. But, like, little kids, like, I'll work with kindergartners or something, and they'll come and want to give me a hug. But I have to say no, because if one of those little kindergarten hugs me, then all of them want to hug me. And all of a sudden, I got, like, 20 little germ sticky hands, like, little snot prints on the side of my pants. And no, 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 no. 
And so I'm trying to be like, kids, I love you. I'll give you a fist bump. I'll tap elbows, but I, we're not hugging. I, I just don't want to do that. No, 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 no. Lucille? I never touch the kids or let them touch me, ever. When I was teaching, I, I mean, I know that sounds so harsh, but I just never, ever put myself in a situation. I mean, I just, it would just be like, I'm sorry. We can like, you know, shake hands. But I'm not, I'm not hugging. It was like, they would even come up to me like it's, it's sixth graders. You know, we talk about middle school. Give me a hug, uh, Ms. Lane. And um, no, I'm sorry, we don't do that. No, I think that's valid. I think you need to set those boundaries because okay. they can easily slip or go too far or they just don't respect them. No, 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 I'm with you. And just me being a male in the classroom, I have a big no touching kids. I don't. I want to be beyond reproach. Yeah, like, I don't do it. Not even I, like the elementary level. I just, it was just like, nope, we just shake hands. <laughs> I'm also a big fan of the always have a witness in the room anyway. So if there are kids there, there's got to be at least two when I'm with them. It's like, just, I, I don't want anything. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, I don't do a lot of hugging. Maybe at graduation. <laughs> But there's a lot of fist bumps, and I'm still a big fan of the high five. I don't care how 80s or 90s it is. But, yeah, I'll fist bump you or dap you up and, like, leave and touch elbows. But, yeah, we ain't even half hugging or none of that because I don't need my name in a newspaper. Exactly. No one wants that. I mean, catching up Count Chocolate. I am a hugger by nature with my friends and like adult friend people but at school I won't initiate hugs if a kid comes to me and like is having a day and wants a hug needs a hug I'm not gonna tell them no but we're gonna do a side hug I've never had anything happen like you know getting accidentally or on purposely or anything like that groped but um I, yeah, I, I'm torn because I don't like, especially because I, I, I don't know. The subject that I teach is a little bit more like emotionally whatever. And the kids can be a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more whatever. And so if a kid comes to me and wants, needs a hug, I, I don't know. I try to be real careful with it. Like I don't offer the hug. I don't say, you know, do you want a hug? Or I don't, I'm not going to be the one to like stick an arm out first, but if they come to me and like miss O'Hare, like with their arms out or whatever, then I'll do a side hug. I think that's, I don't know. I, I will give a hug in very rare, but it's always the side hug. My hip swings to the side, my arm just kind of goes and Pat, 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 there you go. The other thing I guess we should address isn't whether we've been groped by a kid or accidentally or how we try to protect ourselves. So this 10-year-old is facing battery charges. And my view is if the counselor felt that violated and he squeezed, um, it wasn't like an accidental brush. It wasn't like, I think if it was a kid who had severe special needs or something who like didn't have great motor control skills, that would be a different thing. But... Yeah, I kind of feel if the kid groped, you need to take it seriously. And I almost imagine that if they're pressing charges, this might not have been the first time and they wanted to have consequences. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? Because I have no, oh, it's just a poor kid who was needing a hug. 
I think it was a kid who tried to take advantage of a situation. Count? Yeah, I was sitting here thinking about that, and it, it, it really sounds, the fact that there's parts being pressed, it seems like it was very intentional. So there was probably a broke squeeze or whatever, and I don't want to sound all perverted, but like, yeah, there was a 10-year-old trying to cop feel and somewhere probably thought it was okay to do so or thought there was nothing that could be done. But I would 100% be, I don't know if I'd be pressing charges, but I would have, I would have definitely made sure there were some staunch consequences and that this was documented on this kid because I mean, if you're copping a field today, you know, what are you doing next year? I'm going to agree with with Count because I think I think look ten year ten years old or not I think pressing charges is a great idea because if he's doing that at ten years old he is going to do something more pressing or more um, assaulting I'm sure but it's on record now if it's not being taken seriously even by the parents there's a problem. No, I agree, and I think I mean. Clearly, the parents lawyered up. Well, I guess if charges pressed against your kid, you would get a lawyer. But the fact that the school agreed, and not only like our charges being pressed, the school suspended the kid. It mentioned there that there were suspension documents, which means I don't know. I don't think a school would just do that callously if it was an accidental brush. Or I mean, we're not talking a five-year-old here. We're talking a ten-year-old. These are kids who were. A lot of them, puberty is starting. If puberty is not starting, those urges are there. And the same kind of immature thing that might take you to, you know, snap a bra strap when you're 10 years old or 11 years old is that same kind of stupid thing where he might just keep pushing that like, well, nothing happened. I'm going to squeeze a titty and then boom, get shot down. I think that's a good thing. And I have a feeling if he's getting suspended, this was not a first time occurrence. This was, hey, we can't ignore this. And my God, I would be livid as a teacher or if my partner was teaching and something happened to her and nothing was done by the school. I mean, I, I give kudos to this kid having charges pressed. I give kudos to the school for suspending his ass because you know what? This kid's not going to do it again. And if he does do it again, then he has a serious problem. I don't know. I'm sitting here wrestling with it. Like, I, If this is like a repeat offender and it keeps amping up, then I think pressing charges doesn't sound so extreme, but suspension is a consequence. I don't know. I feel like the school could handle it with school-based consequences. I don't know if charges need to be pressing a 10-year-old for a booby grab. Well, that wouldn't be the school pressing the charges, though. That would be the counselor who was grope. I've just been going back and forth with it. It just feels kind of extreme. I'm not saying that the behavior was okay at all. And I'm not saying that we need to ignore it or be like, oh, he's cute or he didn't mean it. I, I'm not saying that. Just, wow, I don't know. But if he had been harassing her for a while, then that's a different story. That could be a thing. I mean, I mean, that could be a thing. And they're not going to say a lot of details about this because this is a minor. All we know is the fact that there are charges pressed. And the only reason we know the child was suspended is because the family leaked. Though I say leaked. The family turned that information over to the press so they would know what happened. Because the school's not going to say anything. We've got the I mean, we're teachers. We know that. We're not going to leak personal data. I definitely have mixed feelings. I feel like I need more information because I 
I have mixed feelings about pressing charges against a 10-year-old. But at the same time, like like y'all said, if this has been an ongoing pattern of behavior, if this student has previously been, like, has received, you know, escalating consequences up to this point for other kinds of behavior, you know, that kind of thing, then yeah, maybe this is the next logical step. Um, but also it makes me wonder because that is not behavior that comes from healthy, well-adjusted, like it makes me wonder if there's some sort of abuse or trauma or something going on in this kid's life that this is how they are, I don't know, either lashing out or seeking attention or that they just feel like that's how you treat people. Like, I don't know. I've been teaching for a long time and I'm not going to lie for a while there. I was kind of cute and I have never had a kid try to like cop a feel. So it really makes me wonder like what is going on with this child. So we don't really have any facts anything, like I said, because this is all, you know, it's a minor. They're not going to release any information. I infer that it's a repeat problem because I can't imagine a first case of something like this happening unless it was a very blatant, like, honk-honk type situation. I feel like if they was that choice and she felt she needed to press charges, then she has legitimate claim. I'm never going to tell someone, hey, you know what? You shouldn't, pay, you shouldn't press charges about that boy you grabbed your boob. Yeah, that, that's not my place. I feel if she did it, there's probably a valid reason there for it. I am not ever going to tell somebody to not press charges if that's like, I am completely in favor of defending your bodily autonomy and your right to consent and like all of those healthy boundary things. And if this is what, if this is what this counselor felt like was needed, then I support that completely. And yeah, I'm never going to tell somebody that what they experienced wasn't assault because, yeah, I, I wasn't there and it wasn't my body getting violated. So this is on the Reddits. Teacher The Shoebox. High school teachers, what's a favorite attention grabber that you use? I've been talking to some of my peers as we venture forth into our student teaching, and one thing we've come up blank on is, how in the world do we grab the attention of an entire class of, say, sophomores without making them feel like seventh graders? I figure doing the clap thing makes them feel like they're children, so I'm avoiding that. I also don't particularly want to holler at my students either, as I enjoy my voice. Any tips? I've always been a fan of just staring silently. It's like, oh my God, he's getting bad. He's waiting on us. I like that. I like the reaction I get. But Mama, what about you? Just what Bunny posted, I do the, if you can hear me, clap once. If you can hear me, clap two times. And I tell them, if we get to five, there's something wrong. But I, that, that works marginally well. Worked better with sixth graders, but it, it works. I used to just raise my hand. But then they thought it was funny for to watch me stand up there with my hand raised. It's supposed to be you see my hand raised, you hands go up, mouths go shut. But um, they would just keep talking and, and laugh. So I stopped. A lot of times I, I can stand there and get a lot of attention to kids. But I would use like catchphrases with taglines from my favorite musicians. 
Like there was one time, uh, I can't remember, this had to have been maybe 15 years ago, that if a class was not like focusing, I would just break into like a, look at this photograph. <laughs> and then someone would say the next <laughs> line. Or like, or I'd randomly have like a ice cube, like West side is the best side and somebody would echo it back or just, I'd find a line. There was a Nelly one I would use too. And I was, I was about to say it's getting hot in here, but I was like, no, I never had kids respond by saying, so take off all your <laughs> So it must have, been a different, must have been a different Nelly song. Like, like ride with me. Like if you want to go, I don't know, something, but I would find some kind of a line and, um, and I would do that. But then, They'd get like one chance, and then after that, I'm like, "Hey, hey, that's enough. That's enough." Every, like, I, I didn't have a lot of patience back then. <laughs> I've evolved since then. <laughs> some of my some of my favorites were I I saw a teacher yell. They'd say, "Sweet Caroline," and the kids would all go, "Ba I've liked that one. I had a teacher who, whenever she would say "stop," they would all have to say "collaborate" and listen. And I thought that was good. She had like these third graders trained to do that one. And then there was another one who would just say Red Robin and all the kids would have to go yum. Oh, that's great. I love that. And they got into it. They always enjoyed it. I mean, you can't, it's one of those things where it's really easy to burn out an attention getter because then it quits getting attention. You got to kind of mix it up every so often. But my go-to is if you can hear my voice clap once. If you can hear my voice, clap twice. Um, I think the key to that one is saying it just in a normal conversational tone and not trying to be very loud. Um, And uh, Mama Chicken, you're apparently nicer than I am because I tell them if I have to get to three, that that's too much. (laughs) So um, the other thing, and I've I've done that with um, high school kids with, sophomores actually um in my uh summer camp youth camp setting and they didn't they didn't seem to mind it um I've also I read something recently about like telling them explicitly what you want and then okay so like okay I need your eyes up here in five four three and then like it counting them down that way. But, and so if I feel like they're ignoring the clapping thing, I'll switch and do that for a little while. Um, the other, the call and response thing that I've heard was, um, but up, 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 and the kids go, I'm loving it. Ms. Romani, what's the no nonsense nurturing method? I've never heard of that. So it's where it's, um, a method that was, made popular with um oh goodness i can't think of the um the charter schools but you're supposed to point out like um oh here's my expectation okay i see balake doing it i see jay quellen doing it i see aa ron doing <laughs> it. hey d nice why aren't you doing it and it's it's annoying but it's you're narrating everything that the class is doing and it's it's annoying and stupid <laughs> that sounds exhaustive it is it's very exhausting and um yeah i it's probably my least favorite method of between classroom management and call and response type stuff so no thank you <laughs> Hey guys, guess what? 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 
We have a Patreon! We For as little as $5 a month, you can sign up for the Teacher Needs a Drink Patreon, and you can get access to almost 100 exclusive pieces of audio content and stories, lost episodes, back episodes, a lot of exclusive interviews, a lot of interviews with the hosts, all on Patreon, and you can hear them for free for that $5 a month. You also get your name right at the beginning of the podcast. You get to join our special exclusive Facebook group. We even get to have live streams and the occasional watch party. It's amazing. So sign up and do it now. My friends, we are going to switch it up today. Instead of our normal to the would you rather, today we are going to play Mary Fuck Kill. And so, for all of my teachers out there, we are going to do a teacher edition. So you have to choose marry, fuck, kill for the three duties that I'm putting out here. Car line duty, cafeteria duty, and hallway duty. Out of those three duties, which one would you marry? Which one would you fuck? Which one would you kill? Once again, that's cafeteria duty, Hallway duty, car line duty, what would you guys take? Who's got an option? Who's got some thoughts on this? Me. Okay, Count, bring it on. Who's the Mary? Right. Who's the fuck? Who's Mary, the kill? I will marry the hallway. Yeah. Because I've done that before. Pull up a desk. I've graded papers, cool tardy passes, whatever you need. Uh, I will fuck the cafeteria duty. Um because it's bad, but it's not as bad. And I will 100%, is it murder or kill? Yeah. I will murder and kill the bus duty, car line duty, because that's not climate controlled, which means I could be out there in 20 degree weather. I could be out there in 100 degree weather. I could be out there in rain, sneak, sleet, snow. Nah, I ain't doing that. So there we go. I got to say, Count, I am 100% in line with you because if I could choose for where I am, hallway duty, it's annoying. I got to tell kids every now and then I got to break up something, either someone getting a little too intimate or people being jerks or a little bit of bullying or something. But as far as duties go, it's the sweet one. Cafeteria duty, pretty much I'm just walking around, but there's the smell. And there's this one smell like cafeteria while they're eating where it's this kind of trash can, gross everything. I don't really care for that much, but it's a pretty laid back, thoughtless thing. I don't, I'm not at one of those schools, like elementary schools, I have to like open ketchup packets or anything like that. No, I deal with older kids than that. But, and then, man, I hate outside car line duties, bus duties, all those. Same reasons count. It's always hot or it's really cold or it's raining. And three, people are assholes when they get in cars they drive crazy if you're doing like a parent drop off or pickup those someone's gonna die in that parking lot i always feel i'm gonna get killed or run over in one of these parking lots so yeah screw that i do not want anything to do with it lucille mary um, i'm a very independent woman and i don't need any of that in my life <laughs> but i'm going to say uh exactly what count said because I, I'm just going to go straight to the worst. Um, Carline was the worst ever, especially, especially, especially on rainy days. Oh God, those are the worst. 
Because you're never dressed for it. You don't have wet shoes on. Never. Never. And you're the same way. No cafeteria duty. That's the middle one. Hallway's the sweet spot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I, I'm with both of you. But Mama, are you sticking with this? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to veer off the um, trodden path. I would totally marry hallway duty. I do it all the time. I don't care. I stand in the hallway. I talk to the kids. It's fine. Um, I would fuck car line duty because that would just be like a one and done, right? Isn't that the whole concept? Like just like get in there, get out. Maybe. I don't know. Good point. Um, but I don't. I don't think Carline's so terrible. Like maybe just because I live in this like you know mountain community and everybody's real nice and they wave and they smile and they come pick up their kids. So I don't mind that. <laughs> but cafeteria duty sucks my ass. So I would kill cafeteria duty, and not at my current school, but at a old old school I used to work at. When you had cafeteria duty, you had to take the big round trash can on wheels and push it down between the the tables and the kids throw their food in your direction. Like it's humiliating. It was terrible and disgusting and gross. And no, killing it. Oh yeah. I've had to push the trash can. I don't care for that, but about to break a couple of y'all's brains because, uh, I do cafeteria duty every single day this year. Um, so I actually don't mind it too much. It gives me a chance to kind of see the kids on a little bit different setting. Like, there's a, I'm thinking of one particular kid that I have who is, I have this child last period of the day and whatever meds he is on or should be on have worn off. And he is a nightmare by the time he comes to my class. But in the cafeteria, he's friendly and likable because it's early enough in the day and the meds are still working. I would do married to that one because I'm mostly married to it anyway. It's a loveless marriage, but it's, it's there. Fuck hall duty. Hall duty at my school, we're not allowed to sit down. We have to be constantly pacing up and down the hallway. And the other people that I have hall duty with don't actually do anything as far as like interacting with the kids or correcting the kids. So I'm like the only one kind of keeping them from climbing the walls, which is super fun. Um, I will do that once and get it over with. And then um, crosswalk duty, car line duty can die in a fire. Um, I did that for many years every day after school. And the number of times I got flipped off and or run over, um, no, that can die in a fire. All right, guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. I'd like to thank all of my hosts who are with here today, with me here today, Miss Mama Chicken. Thanks for having me. It was fun. It was fun. Also, after a long absence, I'm glad she came back. We had Miss Lucille Lane. So happy to be back to talk with y'all. It's been too long. I know. I know. Also here today, one of my favorite people, Count Chocolate. Elvis, you're one of my favorite people, too. Count it all joy. And unfortunately, Podbean quit saving the end of this episode yet again. Thanks, Podbean. But I do want to thank Miss Bunny O'Hare. She is one of my favorite people, and she would say, thank you, as always, the pleasure is mine. I wish I Podbean hadn't deleted that part. Anyway, everyone out there, take care of yourselves. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers! Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> This is more fun to do with all the friends. Okay, friends, take care of yourself.
All right, everyone, thank you again for listening to Teacher Needs Drink Podcast. I thank all the hosts who are with me today, as well as our sponsor, Ludlam Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or know one in your building, go to ludlamdramatics.com right now and get some of the most amazing resources for your classroom. Also, sign up for our Patreon. For as little five bucks a month, you get all kinds of extra content and you will love it. Last but not least, if you can, if you want, if you dare. I don't remember what I was going to say. I don't. Really, my brain just farted. This goes live in 30 minutes, and I'm so tired. So, um, everyone out there, take care of yourselves, have a happy Thanksgiving, and cheers! He counts in his car. He is driving. He can't hit the button. <laughs> count, 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 count. Hi, sorry. Count. <laughs>